everybody back to the box score sports podcast i'm your host ryan and on today's episode we are going to talk about the nba we're going to talk about the pitiful power hour we'll explain that in a second and then we're going to go ahead and talk about hot not and need another shot with a couple teams in the nba right now and i am joined by my regular co-host with nba talk uh isaac isaac how's it going man good bro how you doing I am I am okay. As you can tell, I'm wearing Miami Dolphin apparel on a NBA podcast because my Pistons are doing awful this year. So I'm okay as far as NBA goes. You are doing so much better. Hey, hey they're in first place. I'm wearing my Patriot appeal right now. I know you can't see that, but they're they're the Dolphins are doing way better than the Pats. So you're you're good, Ryan. You're good. Yeah. You're actually representing a winning team right now. That, that's the that's the key. That's the key. Well, um, Isaac, you want to get into some NBA news? Absolutely. Always ready to get into some NBA action. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so um, I added this one in the notes. So I sent you um, after early afternoon. I sent you some outlines, but obviously there was some NBA that happened last night. Yeah. And the news coming out of uh, the NBA last night is that the Pacers and Lakers both advance to the next round of this in-season tournament. So I just wanted to get your quick thoughts on uh, that news that broke last night with their uh, both the Pacers and Lakers winning. Yeah, the uh, Pacers, that, that, was a, that was a good game. Um, the Lakers are, let me look at the standings real quick. Um, because it's cool how the ESPN bracket now has the the in season tournament standings, which is yeah. really really helpful. Because I was kind of like I kind of forgot like who's 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 in first place and which group and stuff. So you got Boston two and zero in the Group C. Milwaukee and Miami are both two and zero, and the Pacers are three and zero. So they clinched, mm-hmm. and the Lakers won all their games. So that is uh very very uh good as far as you know both of those franchises i mean like we've talked about before ryan there's no there's no actual um point in the in-season tournament that's our own personal or our own personal opinion but um i mean it's 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 good i guess for them it's it's exciting you know it's the first uh first in-season tournament ever in the nba so um it's 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 exciting in that in that regard what about you what are you what are you thinking about it so far yeah, I think I agree with you. Uh, the it's still there still needs to be a point for the fans to like get engaged in. Like I would say, older players, you can definitely right. feel from like the atmosphere. The players are taking it seriously. The coaches are taking it seriously. Um, but there still needs to be some sort of stakes. Um, That's but all it's, they need. yeah, it's right. That's it. But I think for the Pacers to clinch this early, the in the Lakers, um, it's pretty that's going to be fun because we're going to talk about the Pacers in another segment, but their offense right now is just, Oh yeah. Tyrese Halliburton is going yeah. crazy. Double. Yeah. It was a double overtime last night against the Hawks. And I'm looking at the stats right now with Tyrese or for Halliburton 37 and 16, nine for 15 from the three. That's pretty good. <laughs> that like is, that's, yeah. that's not like uh, Halliburton. We got to start putting respect on this brother's name, man. Like he's, he's nice. And yeah. he's from Wisconsin. I know. I know. I know. That's pretty cool. Like, I was just telling Luke, I was like, do you, have you I never heard about him in when you, I guess, when he was playing in high school. Did you, Ryan? Like, have you heard about no, this kid? No, no, no. Neither. Like, where did he come from? Yeah. He, 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 yeah, he's a special player. And there's, I think he was drafted 10th overall in his draft. So there's 10 oh. teams that are kicking themselves because. Oh, he, big time. I think that was that the Lamelo Ball draft too. It sure was. I yeah. think it was. Yep. Yeah, James Wiseman. He was. <laughs> oh okay. yeah. man. Yeah, he was big. Okay. Oh man. Okay, let's imagine go to him, our... imagine him on the on the Warriors. Yeah, well, the Warriors. I think they just over. They do what most teams do, and they overthought it, and like, well, we need a big guy, and it's like, no, just get the best player available and oh man you know the, you know the, like Steph, Steph's getting older now so I know I know you know if they would have had Tyrese uh Halliburton oh man their future would have been still looking bright or LaMelo even or like, LaMelo yeah, yeah LaMelo, LaMelo's still LaMelo's gonna be a star too in this league yeah we'll talk about him actually I got some crazy stats for him uh coming up here um, let's go to our next piece of the news. The Clippers, they snapped their six game losing streak, including, uh, five with James Harden. They won the last two. Any thoughts? 
I, I was just telling Luke about this yesterday. Um, it's, it's looking, it's, I told, I, I, I knew there wasn't going to be too much of a, uh, of an overreaction just because of how early the season is. Yes. It was kind of, um, scary at first because Owen five with James Harden, since he joined was kind of concerning, but I just knew in the back of my mind, I was just like, yeah, it's, it's still too early. I still feel like they could still figure it out. They have enough time. It's not like it's, you know, after the all-star break while they're doing this, you know, cause then that would be like, well, okay. Yeah. The, the Clippers, you know, this is concerning here, but you know, just because James Harden is, is who he is and he's a star player in this league. Um, that's why there was so much hype and there's so much people like, Oh my gosh, what's, you know, what's going on. But I, I, I knew deep down, I was like, it's still, too, it's still early in the season, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm glad they're figuring it out now. Russell Westbrook taking a bench role that is leadership. And I told you this Ryan last time I was like, some one of those four players got to be the leader of this team for this to work out because I knew all of them on, in the starting lineup, it wasn't going to work. Somebody yeah. was going to have to sit and, you know, James Harden's not going to do it, you know, and Paul George and is, is, I think this is Paul George's team. So, he, he's been on a tear, Paul George. Oh, like he's yes. been so good. Uh, he had like one bad game. <laughs> so he's, he's been awesome this season. Yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, it was patience, and that's what I was preaching to everyone. I'm like, give them 10 games. They'll figure it out. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you said, Westbrook should deserve a lot of credit for volunteering to come off the bench. That way they're right. like, doesn't get awkward where Ty Lue has to be like, hey, Russ, or hey, James, we need you to come off the bench. So that right. that was good. Uh, Harden, um, I think his last game, he had 10 assists and like zero turnovers or something like that. So yeah, he had a double, double 13, yeah. and 10. Yeah. And, and Daniel Tice. That's what I was going to say. He's yeah. been a great addition to the, to the, to the LA Clippers. And I, I knew that was a great trade because him playing for the Celtics, he, he was always good for us um, when we needed him. He always, he knew his, he knew his role and that's what, that's what the Clippers need. They need a guy that, that knows his role. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of star players on this team, man. And, and, and it takes a lot of um, leadership to take a back seat sometimes, you know, and that's what the Clippers needed with Russell um, with Westbrook taking that back seat role. And he still, he had a decent, you know, gaming, the stats aren't crazy, but 10 and six, I mean, that's, that's all you, you know, you really need from Russ at this point with the James Harden on your team. Um, James Harden is now the facilitator. He's the point guard. You know, that's why I knew it wouldn't work with them both in the starting lineup because they're both facilitators. They're both ball dominant. So, you know, it's kudos to Russ, man, for taking the backseat role. Yeah. And also, like with Russ, he can't shoot like he used to. Like, like he can't right. shoot threes the way at the level he used to. I, although I thought I heard he's not a bad, like, corner three statistically this season, corner three uh, point shooter. But and, and that also hurts because if if it was, you know, somebody who is ball dominant like Kyrie, but he can shoot threes like mm-hmm. it's a little different than like Russ, who can't who needs kind of the ball to to facilitate, like make his offense work, like his style of right. offense work. Um, I, I do want to say that to Daniel Tice signing was excellent for the Clippers because he fit so much better running up and down the court. He can hit threes. He, he, mm-hmm. he's provides spacing that that team desperately Absolutely. needs now. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and that was one thing about the five game losing streak that I'll, I'll, I'll go back to is like Plumlee being injured was huge for them because after Plumlee, their next big guy with zoo on the bench was PJ Tucker at six, five. And you, just cannot get rebounds in the, today's NBA no. with how long teams are now. You can't get rebounds that way. They were they were last in defensive rebound rate since Plumlee's been out. So I think right. Daniel Tice will help with that. And, P- and PJ Tucker's not giving you points either. No, you know you can't no. really rely on PJ. You know, I mean, he can hit the corner through from time to time, yeah. but you know, you're not you're not really relying on PJ. You're you're, you're relying on PJ Tucker for defense and yeah. you know attitude. You know, that's that's basically what that 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 all is. So, you know, you need you need somebody else. And that's why the Tice pickup is so valuable to them is because he's going to give you buckets. Correct. You know? Correct. So, um, yeah. And, and Tyloo still has to figure out rotations. I know there was one time when Russ, uh, Zoo and P- 
PJ Tucker were all on the floor together. And I'm just like, that's not going to work because there is zero shooting out there. That's like, you, you know, you can't have that, but I think they'll, they'll figure that out in time. But um, it, it's, it's a positive thing that they blew out the Spurs and they beat, they beat the Rockets. They snapped that six game uh, losing streak. Yeah. I mean, the Ter- Terrence man, I'm 0 for six, 0 for four last game against the Spurs, no points in the side. He's he's gonna you know I know you and Luke were talking about man he's he's a good player and 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 he is and he he needs to really now get you know Russell Westbrook's giving him that opportunity hey man you want the starting role you know take it he's gotta he's gotta do better than that. I know it was against the Spurs but against these competition teams you gotta you're in that starting line you gotta get some buckets man so you're, you're absolutely. Yeah, you're Go absolutely ahead. right. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right about Terrence Mann. I think just like give him time to find his role now because now he's right. asked, he's being asked to do something to totally do different than he exactly. was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's why I'm not trying to be too hard on him because it was against the Spurs. It's not like a big, huge, you know, a matchup like the Lakers or the Nuggets or something like that. But when 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 they come playing these these comp contenders, you got to be ready, man. You got to oh. be ready. Yeah, you're right. And I will say like with him on the court with Paul George, Kawhi and James Harden, I could yeah. see why he might be like, well, do I, should I even shoot the ball? <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. Why, why no, would I, I shoot mean, the ball? It, it could be a little bit of apprehension on his part too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about this uh, new piece of news. So the Kings are looking to upgrade their roster. They're interested, I guess, in Zach Levine, o- OG or Siakam. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. And if if they did make a trade, which one of those three would you like to see on the Kings? Ooh. Um, I don't think they need Zach. Zach, I think, is the better player out of those three that you mentioned. I don't think Zach would fit there. I could be wrong, but... I think you go for uh for OG. Yeah. Or, that's what or, I thought or, too. Or, or 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 you said Siakam too, right? Yeah, Siakam was the other one. Or or Siakam. I Siakam would be a great fit for that for that young team too. Um but I I think Ananobi would be the better fit. Mm-hmm. Um but the better player is is Zach Levine, I think yeah. out of those three, but I I don't see Zach fitting with that with that team i could be wrong though i mean him and De'Aaron fox that could be a nasty backcourt <laughs> yeah but, the, the the problem with zach is just his defense right you just know yeah, where you're gonna get thing. defensively but where yeah. og is kind of like both sides of the ball both, you can play both right. offense and defense mm-hmm. and that's why i think he'd fit so well with that team and then you got keegan murray at the forward position um Absolutely, uh, yeah. i think og spreads the court a little better than siakam does mm-hmm. uh, OG can do a little bit more without the ball. You want the ball in uh, Fox's hand where Siakam is more, you know, um, give me the ball in the post and let me work sometimes, you know, like, or, right. uh, you know, so I'm just saying like, I would like to see OG if they go after any of those three. But the problem is, is like the the Raptors really wanted like four first round picks last year for OG. And I don't know if that has changed. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the Kings want to give up four first yeah. round picks. <laughs> I don't think OG's worth that much. No, me either. Me either. But um, uh, I mean, the King, the Kings were on a, um, I'm looking at their, at their, at their schedule now that we're talking about the Kings and they're, they're, they're my favorite. They were my, uh, they're my sleeper team uh, this year. I always told, I think I told you guys from the start, I was like, nobody, nobody had the Kings as a top seed this year um, he, in our, in our thing. So I, 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 you know, De'Aaron Fox was hurt earlier in the season, but they, they beat the Blazers, which isn't, you know, that big of a deal. The Thunder still is a good, I think they're a playoff team this year the Cavs, then they beat the Lakers and they beat the Mavericks. Um, they, they got, they got trampled by the Pelicans on Monday, but um, the Kings, they look good. So if they get one of those, those players, I think that, that, that only helps them get better. I think that'll put them at, at like a top three this year in the West. For sure. Yeah, I had a lot. Yeah. I had them sixth, I think this year in the West. So I, I didn't have them as a contender, but they, they do look really good. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as Fox is healthy though, he missed that three game stretch where they lost yeah. three games in a row. And right. I think like some uh, of we did a preview podcast for anyone wondering what Isaac's talking about. You should go check that out. 
Um, but where we picked every all the the playoff lottery play in yeah. teams and and stuff like that. But uh, no the predictions, yeah, predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, but with uh, with the the Kings, you know, some of the guys were worried because they did have a really uh, fortunate season as far as like injury concerns. Right, like they didn't have a lot last year. Um, and and everybody thought it would kind of come back down to earth that they would have to deal with injuries and stuff. So Fox gets injured for three games. They lose three games in a row. So that's really going to be a big thing for the 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 uh, Kings to keep him healthy because he is the engine of that that team, that offense. Absolutely. That's okay. he's the face. He's the face of that. Yeah, team. he is. He is totally. Um, Let's talk about uh, the Pistons. Uh, we, we're going to talk about them in a little bit, so we don't have to get deep on it, but they got a 12, 12 game losing streak right now, mm-hmm. Isaac. 12 games. I think that's the only prediction so far that I'm kind of far off on because I did have the I did have the Pistons in a, as the 10th seed in the plan. I mean, it could still happen. Mm. Don't say that. It's I'm, not I'm, looking I'm... too good for you guys, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not looking too good. <laughs> oh, it's not great. And we'll talk about why when we get to uh, them later on. But uh, in that game, though, in the last game they played against the Nuggets, uh, they yeah. ended up, uh, the Nuggets ended up getting uh, Jokic and Malone. Yeah. I shouldn't say the Nuggets <laughs> did, but they, they ended up getting tossed in the first half. Malone was in the first, like, five minutes of the game. Which was garbage. And Jokic was in the second quarter, like at the very start, uh, the Pistons lost that game, but I got to ask you, uh, the officiating it's gotten crazy, right? It's, it's like garbage. Yeah. What's going on? What, what do you think's going on? Because I, like, part of me, I, I don't like the players complaining all the time. Right. Like, so right. I don't mind that they're getting a little um, like, Hey, stop. But they could do that with fines and stuff too, instead of destroying right. that, uh, the the quality of the game that, that we're watching because like I loved the Detroit broadcaster calling out the refs. He, the Detroit broadcaster called the refs out and said, we're not here to watch you guys as, as Jokic is walking off the court. It's like, I love that he did that because it's the truth. We're not there to watch the officiating, right. uh, but yet the star players, the whistles are, are, are so quick with them nowadays of like technical falls and ejections. Yeah. It's, um, it's it's garbage. I mean, yeah. when you look at when you look at a player like like a Draymond Green, right, mm-hmm. and how he gets away with so much oh. yelling at the officiating mm-hmm. and just keeps yelling and yelling and yelling. It has to actually take him for him to get to actually physically harm a player or somebody for him to get ejected. But something like Tatum clapping his hands or like Jokic, just I didn't think Jokic did anything wrong for him to get tossed. You know, yeah. no, like he just looked at the ref. He didn't say anything and he gets and he's gone. It's just, I, I just don't understand. I guess, I guess it depends on the ref who's ref in the game. You know, I, I don't really pay attention to, to all the refs names. I know there's a lot of fans in the NBA that, that know these refs by name. And um, I guess they can tell who's the, you know, the, the picky, I guess, official. Um, I don't really know all the refs' names like that, so I'm not qualified to to to, to answer who's who's the ref that's the you know worst. But um, I just think in general it's just garbage, and I and yeah. I think it's like that in all sports nowadays. It's just it's it's soft, man. It's just it's terrible. Like let the players play. The fans came to watch the star players play, not to watch you guys blow a whistle every five minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just agreed. That's not what it's about. Yeah, and, and and I keep saying this, but the more um, the gambling becomes legal and the more people do it, it's it's more and more important for sports to be more transparent because even though I don't believe in, like, games being rigged or whatever, like, you want to squash those types of ideas before they get too strong. Otherwise you're going to start to devalue your product. You know what I'm saying? So, so I just think like they have to find a way to make these officials more accountable. Uh, You know, when, when, you know, Draymond go, goes ahead and chokes somebody, the whole team stands in front of the media and they have to answer for it. Right. Right. The refs don't have to answer for anything. Mm-hmm. And and it's just like they should have to answer for it. I, the, I, the things I they totally do. agree. That yeah. is such a great point. I feel like some of these refs should come in front of the the, the media and, and and the media should ask these refs, "Why did you blow this whistle? Why did you do this?" 
I think that's actually a great idea, Ryan. That's part, you hit that right on the head. Yeah. Well, well yeah. I just think it, it's it's important. It's so it is important. Yeah. Because they're, yeah. they're 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 they could be the cause of a win or a loss to these franchises. Honestly, you know, like they're they they are if they want to be a part of the team so or a part of the game so badly, they should be held accountable, as you said. To answer these questions, why'd you make this call? Why'd you throw this player out? Why didn't you blow the whistle here? Why? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, I just think it's something the NBA has to do. Otherwise, you're going to have these conspiracy theorists all, yep. all up it and being like, oh, see, it's gambling. And I, yep. I just don't, I don't. I don't want that. Um, okay, let's uh, let's talk about the last piece of note. I thought this was noteworthy because we did talk a little bit on our podcast last week about the Miami Heat and if we were concerned and and both of us were. I, I think especially I know I was like, no, nah, I'm not worried about them. Uh, since then, eight and two in the last ten games. They're not their winning streak was broken, but they're still eight and two in the last ten games. Any thoughts on the Heat, Miami Heat? Um, watch out. Watch out, yeah. Exactly. Just watch out, man. If they're taking the if they're if they're doing this in the regular season, I think you touched on this last week, uh, Ryan, or the week before. Um, you said you, your prediction was you thought the Miami Heat would be a lottery or a, not a lottery uh team, but a playing Play team. Um, because you think that the Heat ain't gonna take it serious. Well, I think they're taking it seriously this year. So that's even more scary. That's even scarier because this is they're 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 doing great. Uh, Bam Adebayo's averaging 23 a game and and 10.2 rebounds a game. Um, he's he's their leader right now in points and rebounds. Um, Tyler here is he hurt? Yeah, yeah. He they've been. Oh gosh. Yeah, part of the win streak. A lot of people are like, "Well, Tyler Hero is not part of the rotation now again." Right, and it's like, right. "Oh boy, well, here we Hero go." Got off to a hot start after all those, you know, this offseason with his name being thrown on the trade market for Damian Lillard. So I think he had something to prove. So. That that was part of the part of that win streak. You know, they they all have a chip on their shoulder, which I like. You know, even though I hate the Heat, but they do have that um, that demeanor about them that they that hey, we're not. You know, we we need to be taken seriously. You know, and Jim and Butler's having a you know a great start too. Yeah, um, his stats look look decent. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I was just looking at their schedule. Um, of the there's five times that Hero has led the team in scoring. Yep. And they're f- four and one every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, one and four. One and four. Tyler Hero's a big a big part for their for their so, team. So yeah, yeah. It's Huge. but but what I yeah, I think it's just interesting though, because they when Hero scores the most on the team, they they it's more likely right now that they lose the game rather than win it. They're one and four. And so mm-hmm. then he gets injured. They go on this win streak. I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I, I like Tyler hero, but uh, it's, I just think that's, it's something to monitor. Right. Yeah. And they got, they got the, uh, they, I mean, they lost to the bulls and then they just beat the bulls Yep. Monday. So um, I think that that makes up for that loss. So they're, they're, they're great. Eight and two, you know, to start is, is great. They're, uh, they're nine and five as a whole but they got cleveland coming up um tonight um i think they'll win that game and then they got the then they got the knicks on espn on friday that should be another good good game and then they got the bucks that's they got they got some they got some tough teams but um you know coming up ahead but i i think they'll i think they'll beat the uh i think they'll beat the Cavs tonight and i think they'll they'll go on another streak Probably. You're probably not wrong. Cavs I think, sneaky. I think they'll go on like a five, six game win streak again. So yeah, they're, they're, they're looking great. Yeah. If not, just look after the Milwaukee Bucks. They have Indiana twice, Charlotte twice, Chicago twice. So uh, they probably could win, you know, five out of six of those matchups at least. So oh, yeah. um, uh, Cleveland sneaky has a four game win streak right now, which I think is yes, uh, pretty interesting. So, uh, okay, man. Well, you ready to move on to our next part of our podcast? We're going to talk about uh pitiful power hour. Are you ready for that? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of the bad teams. Uh, we're going to look at the stats. We're going to discuss it. We're not going to get too big into detail on this, uh, on these teams, but we're, we're going to talk maybe about a bright spot here and there. 
on these teams as well. Uh, so let's let's start out with the Memphis Grizzlies. They're without John Morant. They're without Stephen Adams. They have more injuries. Like when you're talking about Tillman and Kennard as big big injuries for a team, that's not a good sign. Uh, but they also got those injured. So right now they're they're three and ten. 28th in offense and 17th in defense. Um, I guess any any thoughts on Memphis at this point, or are we just waiting for Jaw to get back? Yeah, we're just waiting for Jaw at this point. Um, yeah. we kind of we kind of figured going into the season with Jaw being suspended that the Grizzlies weren't gonna be um or start off the season hot. You know, if they did, it would have been a very big surprise to all of us. I I think everybody would have been like, whoa, if they started off great. Um, but yeah, I guess we're just waiting on John Morant, man. Cause it doesn't look like, I mean, Marcus Smart's injured too, isn't he? Uh, he might be, I, I, um, let me check. Uh, he didn't, he didn't play against the Celtics and they still almost won. Um, Desmond Bain's still doing, uh, Desmond Bain's doing, um, really good though, to start the year. He's, he's there, he's their, um, scoring leader right now. Yeah. That's the and, bright uh, spot I had for them is Desmond Bain. Yeah. yeah Desmond Bain is there, is there. Um, I guess their only hope right now until John Morant gets back. Yeah. Um, Jaron Jackson's doing doing you know decent. Um, almost averaging two blocks a game. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we're just waiting on John, man. I I don't well, think there's anything really to touch base on here with them. It's yeah, kind of so sad. Sm- yeah, smart. Yeah, it's sad. Smart is going to also be out three to five weeks. Mm. So that's not good for them either because so, so again, just to refer back to our preview podcast, I was like, this team is might not make the playoffs. That's my prediction. I did not that I was happy with that prediction, but I just felt like with everything going wrong with their team, with Adams out with Morant out for 25 games, they couldn't afford to fall behind in the West. I could have never predicted though, that they would maybe win only I was thinking like maybe eight to 10 games. They might only get five without Morant with all these injuries right now. It's just, it's everything's piling on them. Right. I I still think Jock could get them maybe in the plan. Um, I'm hoping. Yeah. You know, I mean, John Morant's going to have to put on that Superman cape when he gets back, man. He's got a lot to, going to have a lot when he comes back to deal with, to manage, to try and keep them, you know, somewhat alive. So um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see for yeah. sure. Yeah, I agree. But I think, I think, I think John Morant's going to come back with something to prove. Cause I feel like he felt like it was egregious. So I think John Morant's when he comes back, he's going to be on a mission to, you know, destroy every team he sees. Yeah. So it, It's still funny to me that Draymond gets five games for choking out a player, but Morant, 25 for showing it i mean <laughs> come on like i, I don't know whatever oh, man. okay let's go to the wizards the wizards they're a dumpster fire um oh, yeah. two and 11 27th in defense 23 mm. this is the surprising part they're 23rd in offense um so they got they got jordan pool and mm. uh kuzma on the same team and we're like, you know, Tyus Jones, Salam, right? And we're like, hey, their offense will at least be good and fun to watch. And it's Great. really not. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a quote here I want to read to you from Jordan Poole. Uh, My basketball legacy is taken care of with the ring. So <laughs> I thought oh, that gosh. was, I don't know why he said that. So right now he's playing like that. Uh, he has, he averages 16 points per game on 40% field goal percentage, uh, including 30% uh, from three right now. So he's not even playing that well. Uh, any thoughts on the wizards? Oh gosh. It's kind of, it makes me want to throw up just talking about them, man. Yeah. Cause it's just, <laughs> this is, Oh man. Wizards are in, they're going to be, they're going to be terrible for many years to come. If you're a wizards fan out there listening to this, I feel so bad for you guys, man. Cause it's, this is, this is pitiful. Jordan pool is not the guy you want to start your franchise around, especially with, a quote like that saying my, my legacy is good. You don't have a legacy, bro. Not yet. Right. I agree. And, you and know what I'm saying like, what are yeah. you talking about? Right. And, and what, what are people going to think of you uh, that you can't do it without the warriors? Like you had Steph, you had clay, you had Draymond, like you won with those guys. Like even Kevin Durant's legacy is not saved with those rings. Cause they don't count. You didn't win that ring, bro. If you were on any team, you would have not have won. You you wouldn't have won that year. 
That's Steph I, Curry's ring. Steph Curry gets all the bragging rights for all those rings the Warriors have won. Right. Correct. I I agree. I agree. Well, I mean, we'll, I mean, with the with the Jordan Poole stuff for sure. We can have. Yeah. We should have a, a topic. We'll talk about the Durant stuff and the Warriors. You know, at a later time. Um, not that I totally disagree with you, but I think it's worth having a discussion about, but you're absolutely right about Jordan Poole. The fact that he is so young and he's like, you kind of rolled the coattails. I mean, he helped, he helped. I'm not trying to say he didn't help at all, but, um, he rolled the coattails of the Warriors team. Um, but my, uh, my, my point, I mean, like he can't rest on that. He can't rest on it because nobody's going to give him credit for doing that. The, um, Bright spots for the uh, Wizards, I, I would say, is Kami- uh, Kuzma. Kuzma, he he's still playing r- at elite level. Yeah. Um, twenty three points per game. Elite, I shouldn't mm-hmm. say elite. A really good level. I don't want to overuse a well, word like that. Twenty three uh, points in the NBA. That's that's good, man. And thirty eight percent from three. So like he'll have trade value for the Wizards. Absolutely. Like if if they want to. Um. Another... People don't understand how hard that really is in a professional level to, to average 23 a game. That's hard. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, we, we're so, we're so, um, we're so spoiled by guys like LeBron and, and Steph and KD averaging or Jason Tatum now averaging like 30 a game. Yeah, I know. Right. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it, we're just like, now we look at 20, like if I was in the NBA, any average guy and most of these bench players, if you play them in real life, they would destroy you. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So it's like 23 a game, man. That's, you know, we gotta, we gotta start, you know, appreciating some of these players, you know, that, that, that do this, you know, even though they're on, you know, terrible teams, but you know, it's hard to average that in in the league. Especially when you're on a bad team um, and your field goal percentage is good. Like if you're on a bad team and your field goal percentage is like, you know, 43% and you're averaging 25. It's like, okay, well, you're throwing the ball at the, the right. rim a lot, right? Like, okay, it. Yeah. right. But he's shooting 47% from three. He's on a bad team. Uh, so I think somebody's going to want him because everybody wants a three, you know, a, a three like that, a three or four like that to, to have, whether coming off the bench or starting for you. Um, so I think I think the Wizards have a piece at least if they want to trade it. Another bright spot is Cool Balle, their, their, their pick. Um, uh, this year, uh, they have whiffed on the draft, uh, recently with like Johnny Davis and Rui Hachimura, who's no longer on the team. Uh, they haven't really found a guy, but, uh, Koulibaly right now, even though he's only averaging 10 points, he's shooting 58% from the field and 31% from the three. He has a very slow release. He's being left open, but he's making them. And that's all that matters. If he's making them, that's fine. Um, and, and he, you know, and he plays pretty solid defense. So that's a little bit of a bright spot for the, um, the uh, wizards as well. Right. Okay. What do, you, what do you, what, before, before we go to the next topic, what do you think they should do? Um, if you're a wizards, if you're in the wizards front office or as a wizards fan, where, where, what do you, what would you like the wizards to do moving forward? Oh, if I'm Blow the, it up? Oh yeah. Yeah. Trade. I, I, they have they have players that can help teams. They have Tyus Jones, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Kuzma, like I mentioned, Delon Wright. Those those yeah. players can. Uh, they're 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 more veteran, a little bit older players. They're not going to be part of your like massive rebuild. Get get some picks for them. There's going to be teams yeah. that want them, and I know that's always the answer. But to me, when you're, I I just don't understand why if you're this bad that you would hold on to veteran players that you right. could have picks for that could help you maybe get, uh, uh, a chance to get like a star player down the road. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do you get yeah. rid of Jordan Poole? If that's somebody wants like him, <laughs> if someone wants him, I, I mean, still like valuable, right? Yeah, I don't know. Like, just his actions on the sideline. Like, there was, there was one where he's like, I guess, like, kind of walking around, not listening to the coach. Another time, he was throwing a towel. I, like, I don't know. I don't know if he's he's salvageable. Um, I guess we'd have to see. But yeah, I guess if you if you can get anything for him, I would trade him because to me, he's yeah. his upside at this point is like Lou Williams type of player like a coming off the bench six man who can get hot for 27 points every now and then that's his upside to me Absolutely. i don't, I don't know if i'm right I, but I, that's I, would, I, would, I would i would i would trade him after that comment if i'm a, um oh yeah 
<laughs> Wizards GM after that, your legacy, you're good. So, like, what does that mean? You're not going to try anymore because you got a ring. Yeah. You don't want to win anymore. Right. That's terrible. I know. Yeah. Well, what are we doing? Okay. Let's talk about the <laughs> Portland uh, Trailblazers. Uh, they're three and 11. 30th in offense, so the worst offense in the league. 19 yeah. defense. They haven't had Scoot Henderson for a couple weeks. Um, okay. Shaden Sharp, his stats are down from last year. He's he's gotten more of a opportunity, um, but his 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 three point percentage is down five percent. His field goal percentage is almost down ten percent. Any thoughts on the Blazers, uh, Trail Blazers? Yeah, we kind of knew after the Damian Lillard situation. You know, and we, I had a feeling that they weren't going to be relevant. I mean, they weren't relevant with Dame. What makes me think they're going to be relevant without him? Um, Scoot's still young. Um, a lot of people, you know, I, you know, a lot of people had hype with him in the in the draft. It was him and and Wembenyama. Um, I, I still think he's only a rookie, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have patience with Scoot. You know, I'm yeah. not gonna be like, oh, he's a bust right now. I think that's way too early to say that. For real, um, yeah. I give it time. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, it's, it's a rebuilding year for them. Rob's out for the year, which sucks for them. Um, yep. Brogdon, I, I haven't really been watching a lot of Blazers games, but he's averaging 17, 17 points a game. He's their assist leader, 5.4. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, Brogdon's, you know, getting older now. I, I, I don't know what much of a value he is. He's going to be for them this year moving forward. Um but you know it's a rebuilding year for them, so yeah, my not much my expectations. right, correct, yeah, and, and so my thing was like the bright spot for them is they have more trades to make, like so mm-hmm. they did uh, had a beautiful off season where they like they got they Lillard, get mm-hmm. Drew Holiday, and they they trade Drew Drew Holiday, and they got all these assets, right? So that's yeah. awesome. Uh, but now it's time maybe to move on if you can from Brogdon. Yeah. Simons and Grant give the car keys to Henderson and Sharp and see what yep. they can do and see and a, do, a right? yeah uh, that's what I would do and just see what they can do let them grow for the next one to two years because it's going to take two years it's going to be a process do you think uh, Chauncey Billups is the answer though for coaching I love Billups I can't answer that question unbiasedly <laughs> um, I, I don't know I, I guess out there I guess um. I guess maybe not, but okay. because I haven't seen anything that makes me say otherwise, but to be fair to Chauncey Billups, I hasn't, I haven't really liked the way the roster has been constructed the last couple of years for Portland. True. So it's like, and Lillard was injured, you know, for extended periods of times the last couple of years. Now he's rebuilding, you know, with young players. So again, right. that's one thing I'd say, like maybe give him time, but you know, how many coaches get that much time? I don't, right. you know. Yeah. yeah. I think in the next few years, it's going to be like another Mark Jackson situation, right? With, with Billups. Like if, even if he can, even if he can, you know, gets a good roster around him because of how many years he's not had a successful season, you know, these years he has been with Portland, even if he does get a good roster group, I think Portland moves on from them eventually because eventually it's going to be about titles and about appearances in the finals and appearances in the Western conference finals. So, you know, it, it, it's kind of, it's kind of sucks for, for, for Billups because he's had nothing really to work with um, these years. He's been a Blazers coach. Um, so like, you know, that's a lot of years, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to go like what you said with the Scoot Henderson sharp thing, that's going to take three, four years, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So those, yeah. those are going to be like the next three, four years are going to be losing seasons. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how much more does the front office stick with Chauncey? And I, it, it's unfair, but that's just how it is in this business and, and sports, you know, like, you know, unless, unless you've been like a coach, like, like, uh, like a Greg Popovich or, you know, for, football standpoint bill belichick you know you you can get away with losing seasons you know and not looked upon as you know oh this is a failure this isn't the guy you know because of what they've done in the past so you know it just sucks for 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 a coach like billups you know to go through that through the fire like that no yeah i agree i I just like yeah i i just I guess we'll see what they choose to do with him, but I just don't know if he he got a fair shake. I think he's good for young players. You know, I think he's good for the young players. I think think he can develop and and sharp 
well, you know, but that's the same thing with Mark Jackson. Look, Mark Jackson. Uh, I agree. Job. He, I think Mark Jackson's the reason why the Warriors, because Mark Jackson assembled, let's be real. Mark Jackson started that three point stuff and, and kind of helped Steph Curry change the game because Mark Jackson was all about the three ball. That was his, that was his system. And I think that's what helped. And then Steve Kerr just got the keys handed to him. Yeah, he like Kerr to be, you know, I agreed. Uh, what Kerr did, I think, is implement the ball movement type of offense right. that really absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. So I give them kind of both credit, but the fact that Mark Jackson has never got a job after it's that a, is just crazy, it blows my mind. Like when the Pistons were looking for a coach this offseason, the fact that he, they didn't even think of Mark Jackson just blows my mind because he show shown he has shown to, that he could develop young players, absolutely, like, and that's what you're dealing with is a young team. Um, Mark Jackson so, deserves a head coaching job in this league. I agree. I agree. I don't know why he he doesn't have one, but whatever. Um, let's go to let's go to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, they are as well not doing that great this year. Pitiful power hour. So that's what you know we're we're I mean, talking about. Not here. Pitiful power hour with the Hornets because they just beat the Celtics, man. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna ask you oh. about that. So um, four and nine, tough. offensive rating nineteenth, defense. They're the worst defense in the league. Um, of course, according to defensive rating, um, let me, let me just read the other night. Yeah. (laughs) Let me read you some stats, uh, for LaMelo ball, because this is ridiculous. Um, LaMelo ball last eight games. I'm just going to go over this 36, eight and nine, 34, Mm -hmm. nine and five, 37, five and five, 28, 11 and six, 32, six and seven, 25, six and six, 34, seven and four. 30, 10, and 13. Mm. Oh, that guy, offensively, this guy He's has shown up. He's yeah, a bucket. He, he has shown up, I think, this year. Like, man, is he so good. LaVar Ball was not lying when he said LaMelo was the best out of the three brothers. Mm-hmm. LaMelo, he might be the youngest, but he is the most talented. Yep. This this kid is is the real deal, man. And and the Charlotte Hornets got a, got a gem for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like for, for me with the Hornets, uh, this is a, a, a building year. Uh, they have a couple yep. of veterans if they want to trade, but really the b- bright f- spot for them is LaMelo. It's Brandon Miller and it's Mark Williams looking like a, like those three look like they are going to be good NBA players. They got Miles forward. Bridges back too, after all that you know, that- controversy with the domestic abuse thing. And they got Miles Bridges back. Miles Bridges, if you remember rookie year for LaMelo, oh. them two were two peas in a pod, man. Like they were, they were great. So LaMelo got his guy back. So, but I agree. I think it's a, it's another, it's another rebuilding year for them. Um, especially with Michael Jordan, giving the, the team away. Um, there's a new, you know, for, for drafting and, and there's a whole new general manager thing and everything's, it's all different now for the front office for the Charlotte Hornets. So it's going to be interesting for the years to come to see what they do. Yeah. Um, they, they, it's, it's LaMelo's team. So they got to build around him and his play yeah. style. So, yeah. And I like, and that's why I like the Brandon Miller pickup. I know a lot of people thought they should have drafted scoop, but I'm like, I'd rather mm-hmm. have the six, nine yep, tall wing defender mm-hmm. that can play, uh, that plays offense can play on and off the ball. I'd rather have that guy than putting LaMelo. Yeah. 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 That wasn't a, that wasn't an L pick. That was a great pick for the Hornets. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Okay, let's go to the Spurs. The Spurs are three and eleven. Uh, this is kind of what we figured they would be. Um, offensive yeah. rating twenty uh, ninth, defensive rating twenty uh, eighth. Um, they, they're playing Sohan. This is a confusing. They're they're trying to develop him into a, like a point guard, like a point forward type. But yeah. right now he he averages uh, what four to four four assists to two turnovers a game. So every 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 other assist he also has a turnover um, <laughs> so i don't i don't know how that that's going to go but any thoughts on the spurs it's when you think of the spurs now it's it's victor one yeah that's it yeah that's it you know yeah. so that's i think even though they're doing they're they're you know we expected them not to have high expectations this year um but no the spurs are definitely going to be contenders sooner than than later i think um when when banyama is the real deal um, yeah they just need a good off season right like yeah they just they just need they just need some guys to be around 
to build around uh Wembenyama and I, I I have I, if you're a Spurs fan you're 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 happy because mm-hmm. this this is this he's going to be the face of the league. Wembenyama yeah. is going to be the face of the league. The Spurs you guys got the face of the league pretty much yeah. handed to you. So yeah. as a Spurs fan I'm I'm not caring about this season at all. You're if anything you're excited go see this young rookie phenom you know that hasn't this there hasn't been this hype since lebron coming out of high school that's how much hype this kid got and if i'm a spurs fan i'm going to every game the spurs stadium i don't care how much they suck this year that place should be sold out just because you got this guy and it's all about it's all about him yeah and Tickets are probably going to be the cheapest that they'll ever Absolutely. be so as long as you have that you guy. Can. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you, you got to go see him. I'm, I'm, I'm debating whether to make a trip to Detroit just to go see Wimbenyama play the Pistons. Like, because it's just like, you know, it's going to be a cheap ticket and it's never going to be cheaper. Right. Like, because oh, like absolutely. he's going to get better and the Spurs are going to get better. And absolutely. You know, no, yeah. So. Especially, I mean, I don't know how many years Greg Popovich got, but he's, he's getting developed great. Tremendously. Yeah. He's got yeah. he's got the best coach arguably in the in, in the history of the game. So Wembenyama is going to have a bag. He's going to have oh man, yeah. I'm excited to see no. him. That's he's going to be exciting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I th- he should be a piston. Uh, speaking <laughs> of which, uh, so we got about about ten more minutes here. So I, I, I'm yep. just going to quickly hit on the Utah Jazz and then we'll talk about the Pistons. Sound good? Uh, sure. Just to mention the Jazz, they were four and ten. Uh, they lost to the Suns. Suns and uh, the Lakers last three games, they're 16th at the offense, 26 in defense. Kessler's been injured. So I'm, you know, like we got to hold out like um, uh, any judgment until Kessler gets back because that's a big part of their team. Sure. Um, bright spots though. Uh, they have Kessler will come back. Lori Markinen still has been good. Uh, and then that Keontae George, um, I think they started started starting him and he just is a ball mover. He averages five assists a game. He's a rookie that they got. So I think that he's going to uh, uh, get better. I, I like him. And, and obviously they have trades that they can make as well. Yeah. Any, any quick thoughts on the jazz or would just want to move on <sighs> to the Pistons? Yeah. I mean, Markinen was having another great year. He was, he was the most improved last year, right? Correct. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So he, 23 20 pretty much 24 points a game rebounds he's the leading leader in rebounds and and points um so that's that's good i like the john collins pickup honestly for that i do too yes i do too yep um taylor horton tucker's is is is, you know a good piece i don't know if he's starting though is he starting i think that's who george might have replaced i'm not 100 percent sure well Horton, horton tucker's a good bench player that that's still a good um piece right there for them um like you said about kessler uh, it's it's kind of like a uh, it's and it's always been like that with the jazz even when they had rudy gobert and donovan mitchell we never really even when they were the number i think they were the number one seed a few years ago nobody took them seriously you know so it's just unfortunate you know the jazz aren't a team that's like a sexy name in the nba you know they never really was and you know unless they had john stockton and carl malone back in the days that was the only you know good days for the mm-hmm. utah jazz but... well Dar- they had darren williams and uh boozer they them two were eh, they I, I mean, they got Gordon to the Hayes. playoffs they got to the yeah, second they, round they, didn't they I, like maybe maybe this is just me but i just never you're you're, think of the you're jazz, privileged you're like, privileged as am, a celtic I fan i am a privileged <laughs> boston fan i i, I <laughs> most definitely am as uh, as a as a piston <laughs> fan, I would love Darren Williams and Carl Spoozer right now. Okay, I'm just throwing never, that out there. I, I like Darren Williams, but it just wasn't like okay, like you know what I'm saying. Like it, it wasn't. Well, he fell off. Like when he, he went did. to Brooklyn, he fell off. Like so, I don't know what happened to him, but his fall off <laughs> is like so weird. I don't. I never understood it. Um, how he could be so good and then just like. Right. Go somewhere else and just not be the same player. It's so crazy. He was being compared to Chris Paul. Right. I remember there no, was debates. No, I, I mean, I was on Chris Paul's side. I said, no, it's Chris Paul. But I, I got the argument. Like, I could get it. But he just fell off. It was just yeah. crazy. Darren, Darren Williams never, never. I mean, he was good in college in for Illinois. You know, he was very, those 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 March Madness days were, were insane. But, um, no, I, I it's just me, me personally. I just wasn't really a big fan or never really cared too much about the jazz ever. Yeah. 
Okay. You know, never would really watch them. So that's just me though. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, let's, let's move on to the Pistons and, and this is where we'll have to kind of end, end the, mm-hmm. end the podcast today, just cause we're, we're out of time. We're going to make these yeah. a, maybe a little bit longer as we go forward, but, uh, today we, we don't have the time, but let's talk That's about the Pistons. No, no, it's, it's partly my <laughs> fault too. Um, uh, we'll do the hot, not, or need another shot segment next week. That's what we'll do. I okay. think. And we'll maybe add more teams to it, uh, because sure. we'll, we'll know a little bit more. So let's, uh, let's, and the pitiful power hour with my Pistons, the pitiful Pistons, 26th in offense, 21st in defense. They have a lot of injuries. We can use them as excuses, I guess, but like Bojan's injured and, and Monte Morris is injured. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, before I get into it, any thoughts on the Pistons? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's kind of, I feel so bad for you, Ryan. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, I, I had hope for them, and, it, and there still is. There still is. So don't you pissing fans out there. Don't 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 cry just yet. I know the tears are starting to build up, but don't let them fall off your face just yet. We lost I by forty have... to the Toronto Raptors. I mean, how, how much worse can it get? But you guys kept it close with the Nuggets. Jokic so and Murray were gone. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but it's 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 okay. There's it's okay. still there's still hope. I, yeah. I, I still feel like they will be a 10th seed this year and um, they'll get bounced out in the play-in. That's my prediction, but at least there's some excitement. I feel like there will be, I think they'll turn it around. Um, they're on a 10 game losing streak. 12. Or 12 games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. That's kind of. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going um, to talk you out of this by the end of this. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just hey, Kate Cunningham though, 21.4 points per game. Yeah, the Thompson brother is leading in rebounds and assists seven point three for Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Those are those are good stats for Cade, and 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 he's he's started every game, he's played every game so far, um, which is yeah. nice. You want to see that from your star player. You don't want him missing any games, right? The, yeah, the pro- the reps. problem with Cade right now is he doesn't have floor spacing, so. Well, yeah. I mean, five it, turnovers. The, he, who yeah. was he throwing the ball to? I mean, let's be real. Like, th- there's really nobody. Everybody's hurt. Well, apparently the defense is who he's throwing the ball to with five turnovers. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's not It's not his fault. Like, if you watch the games, you know that the defense is just crowding Cade because they're not afraid. For the longest time, the longest, it feels like forever. It's only been like 15 games. But for the longest time, they were starting Asar and they were starting Killian. And they were starting Duran, and none of those guys can shoot the ball. You got to start Duran, obviously. And Asar, yeah. uh, bright spot here. He's averaging ten rebounds, two blocks, a steal, and ten points a game. He is like a do-it-all rookie, which is awesome. And he's yeah. only going to get better. Uh, oh, he's not a good shooter, is right now. That's what he's got to develop. Um, but because he can't shoot, and because Killing Hayes was on the floor, nobody cares if he shoots the basketball because he can't shoot. Um, <laughs> Everybody was focused in on on killing Hayes. You got James Wiseman too. I, I, well, they don't <laughs> like I, what I don't know what to make of that. So, um, oh. so finally, a bright spot is they started Ivy the last two games. I'm like, why? Like Monty Williams, I just don't trust him as a head coach. I just don't. I don't have really? any proof. Yeah, I, I'm just. I'm not totally out on him. But I I had some red flags going into the season. And one of them was like, who has, without Chris Paul, his record is not great. If you go look it up, his record without Chris Paul on his team is not good. And so my thing is like, you can be a good head coach when you have a great player like Chris Paul leading your team. Like, it's easy. What have you done without someone like that? And he hasn't done great without Chris Paul. And so my, my biggest concern was, who has he developed? Which you can't really find somebody like that. He has, has made developed into like a really great player. Booker was already great before he got there. And his problems were with Aiton was so concerning where he went a whole off season without talking to Deandre. Aiton. I'm just like, mm-hmm. if you're the head coach, you cannot, you gotta, you gotta find different ways to um, appeal to each player, each personality, sure. like Phil Jackson. He had a different way to deal with Scotty Pippen. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, and Dennis Robin. He didn't treat them all the same way and expect all of them to do the same thing. Right. right. Because he knew that's how you lead. Monty Williams wants all his players. He expects the same things from everybody. And it's like, you can't do that because right. all your players are going to be different. 
And for Jaden Ivey, by the way, last 10 games, he's shooting 58% from the field. He's mm-hmm. he's a 46, I think, percent catch and shoot player. And he's coming off the bench for 20 minutes a game. And I'm just like, I don't get it. Well, it's his defense. It's like your defense isn't good. We're we're ranked. What 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 is it? 21st in defense. It, it didn't help our defense at all that he wasn't on the court. So why why don't put him on the court for offense? So I don't know. I'm I'm the to me the jury's out on Monty Williams because some of these coaching Kevin Knox we picked him up yeah. off the street. He start <laughs> he started he started for us. He's playing big minutes. It's like what yeah, are we he doing is. here? I right. don't know. I don't oh, know. Man. So. That's sort of my Lions rant. I mean, Lions, Pistons rant. I'm so used to it <laughs> being Lions, the Lions. Hey, the Lions are doing great. I know, I know, I know. But but I, that's my Pistons rant. I just don't know about Monte Williams right now. I just, yeah. there there's red flags for me, and I'm I'm keeping an eye on it, monitoring. And it's just, I, re- I remember when the Pistons used to be so good with Ben oh, Wallace and uh, Richard Hamilton, and those those are the good days, man. That's another great idea for a podcast. Let's we can we can talk about talk our favorite about teams. Old, oh yeah, yeah like by by, by era. Yeah, yeah. I'd like yeah. to do like even one about like uh, biggest like draft uh, mistakes. Oh, you know, I think I that's wanna... Anthony Bennett. I think oh. that's. I don't think anything can beat that. Darko. Ooh. If they would have drafted Carmelo. I yeah. think the Pistons would have won like three more. What about that Michael Jordan era? Who was picked before Michael? Uh, Sam Bowie. Um, but you <laughs> oh, know man. the difference is like so. This is this is, again. This That's is a future tough. podcast thing. Is yeah. um, Sam Bowie had a bad knee injury in college and it like messed him up the rest of his career. Like he just couldn't yeah. stay healthy. And mm-hmm. I kind of like when it comes to bust, it's like if they injuries is the, is the reason I don't like to say that's a bust because I don't think like players can't control injuries, unfortunately, especially it's back a, in the day. It, it's a bust when you, when you get, when you pick somebody before the greatest of all time, man, well, if that's, that's bad. Yeah, that's, we'll have to have terrible. that conversation. That's I mean, we don't terrible. have time for it right now, but like, it's to just me, like, it's, it's like the Tom Brady situation. All those quarterbacks picked before Brady. That's a disgrace. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess it's what about, yeah. What it's, about the Minnesota Timberwolves with not picking Curry twice? Yeah, that's yeah. I would say that's a little different. I agree with that because like everybody liked Curry and they took Johnny Flynn Ricky and Rubio. Ricky Rubio. Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna take two guards, you sh- one of them should have been Steph. Uh, but it's like, like taking oh. Killing Hayes over. Halliburton everybody thought Halliburton was a top three pick and he falls all the way to 10 and it's like the Pistons like actually we want killing Hayes instead of him and it's like that doesn't make sense you know yeah, we, we we also got to do I think another thing that we should talk about is like the what ifs I would love to do that we In fact, should do that we should do that weekly we should pick okay. a what if each of us will what if, uh like Steph Curry was on the Timberwolves do you think yeah like a what if hand out yeah, what if, a what if scenario? A what if scenario that we want to discuss? That'd, That'd be, fun. be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe we'll start that next week. Okay, man. Anything else? No, I think that's I think that's everything. Okay, man. Well, this was fun. Thanks it for was. much. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. Absolutely. And for everybody else listening, um, go ahead and subscribe to uh, Isaac's channel, Soury Lemon. Uh, it's on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, follow us. On YouTube, I'll post clips of this podcast. Um, yep. And then uh, follow us your, on I'm Twitter. I'm going to put your links in my description after this is over. Perfect. And uh, everybody go follow my guy Ryan on the Box Score podcast over on Spotify. You can listen to him on Spotify. And uh, his Twitter is at nuttybuddy underscore, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. There's yep. an underscore there. Underscore 20, yep. Yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna put I'm gonna put his links in the description so you guys go follow um my guy Ryan too, man. Well, I appreciate you having me on the podcast, bro. This is this is this is fun. This is great content. I'm happy to kind of got me back in my podcast um fever. content abilities again. Yeah, and fever. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and thanks for joining me too, uh, Isaac, and thanks oh. for having me on your Twitch uh box score sports. I'm just gonna yeah. uh follow follow that uh, on Instagram as well. Just throw that out there as well. Yeah, so. uh. go right ahead. It's all it's all it's all on here. So okay, everybody can check it out. Awesome. Well, thanks, Isaac. Uh Thank for you. everybody else, we'll talk to you guys soon, and thanks so much for listening. Peace, guys.